Hi again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out LJN Radio. On this edition of Moving Up the Ladder, we're taking a little different focus. We're going to speak with an individual who found maybe a gap in one particular market. Now, her name is Jessica Jensen. She's the founder of Saberfeet. And as a footwear analyst, her focus is on athletes, particularly in the great sport of baseball. Jessica, thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an intriguing concept to me, uh, this idea of footwear, especially as it pertains to baseball. Now, uh, you know, that's a little bit of a, a focus that I enjoy. But I wanted to really just start off by asking, how did this whole idea for you start as far as focusing on the footwear or focusing on analyzing baseball and analyzing baseball players? And Just give us a sense of how it came about and what inspired you. Kind of a funny story. A friend of mine had some minor knee surgery. He's on Twitter. He's like, hey, Joss, can I get a footwear consult? A baseball coach friend of mine is like, what's a footwear consult? (laughs) And I said, well, you know, it's that thing that baseball players go through, like when they get measured and fitted for cleats. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, you know, and he's like, no, I don't know. And it was a realization and a shock to me that baseball players and a lot of athletes quite frankly, mm-hmm. are not being measured for footwear. It was just stunning. So it was kind of two passions that I had, footwear and baseball kind of came together in this aha moment. Sure. Yeah, that was surprising. I mean, to hear, obviously, I've seen you on Twitter comment on stuff like that. And it's surprising that so many athletes don't worry about it that much. Why do you see footwear as being so important, though, especially if you're talking about athletes and their performance or even injury-wise? Well, first of all, think about what you can do without your feet. Even a sport like swimming, where you don't think it's foot driven, Mm -hmm. it's much more difficult to swim if you don't have feet propelling you, arms propelling you. There are people who do it, but we don't envy those people. When you push, when you drive, when you leap, when you pretty much anything you do athletically starts with the foot driving and resisting the ground. You know, when a baseball player jumps to make that, you know, amazing catch against the wall his feet are propelling him upwards without footwear that is in alignment with his foot. Any footwear, any equipment can work for you or against you. It's not neutral. So my job is to kind of look at what is working because we don't want to fix things that aren't broken and then see if there are things that we can enhance about the system. And sometimes there's not. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I learned something. Wow, you're the easiest client ever. Hooray. (laughs) Well, why do in general do you think that people maybe take for granted footwear? And again, I know we're talking a lot about as far as athletes or baseball players specifically, but do you get a sense as to why it's sort of ignored or, as I said, taken for granted? It's not taught. If you don't understand what it can do and what it, I I compare it to when I got glasses or when my daughter got glasses, we're in the room and the eye doctor is like, she's really borderline. I kind of use that. Could she drive legally without glasses? Of course she can. She put the glasses on in the, you know, the lenses or whatever. And she's like, mom, I can see. And I've had that (laughs) same experience when I'm working with people. I had a lady who came in. She's like, I wear a size seven, you know, a little old lady from Florida, like super cute. And I'm like, okay. So I go back and I bring her two pairs of sandals, a seven and an eight, because she's actually measuring it an eight. Hmm. I put the size eight on. I said, can we just try this? And she's like, okay, that'd be fine. She stood up and like, for a minute, she just kind of stood there and I was like, oh gosh, what's going on? 
She's like, my, my back, it, it feels better. It, it's not hurting as much as it normally does. And it was really an eye-opening thing for me where you can manipulate. I mean, it's this exact same sandal. I put her in a different size. And she's like, I never knew I was a size 8. So <laughs> your body, yeah, our body changes as we age. Few of us wear the same size jeans or shirt that we did when we were in high school. Right. But footwear, once your parents stop buying it, there's a tendency to be like, oh, gosh, it's just not as high a priority as something like transportation. But when you think about it, how can you transport yourself down the hall to the bathroom, out the front door when your foot is in pain or not working the way that it should? And a lot of people don't realize the further up you go the body, everything depends on your foot is taking information from whatever surface you're walking on, tile, carpeting, the ground, cement, and it's sending messages to your brain. And if those joints and bones are not working in a way properly, basically, then it can affect your ankles, your hips, your knees, your spine, your neck, all the way up. So it's really incredible, just as I've learned more and more about this, how fundamental it is and how this education is truly lacking across the board. You walk into a shoe store and you go, they say, what do you want? What size do you wear? And it really needs to start with what kind of a foot you have, what shape is it, what are the limitations and what does your foot do well? That is very true. Uh, when my wife started running in the last couple of years, you know, she actually went to a store where they were, you know, sat her down, checked her foot, saw how she ran. And it did make a huge difference just as far as, as you mentioned, the pain side of things. And of course, we're talking about athletes in general. They're going to be pushing themselves, pushing their bodies in a lot of these cases. When you're looking to analyze footwear, you're looking to help somebody, are you mainly focusing on hoping to alleviate injury or avoid injury versus the performance aspect of it? Or is it all sort of come together as one? It's hard to say avoid injury. That's always the goal. Mm-hmm. Enhanced performance. They really go hand in hand. Okay. If you're injured, you're not performing well, period. Right. Whether you feel like you're in pain or not. Sometimes people don't even know it. They don't know that better is out there. Hmm. Okay. I wanted to get the listeners an idea of what exactly you do as far as trying to analyze. I think you mentioned in a note to me that uh, you do it a little bit differently. Can you explain sort of your process? And even if you're not looking at one particular client, but you're just basically examining what's happening and then maybe you mention it on social media or in a blog, what do you do as far as trying to analyze and figure out how the footwear works, especially talking about sports or baseball specifically? Basically, when I started working in shoes, they gave us a system to follow. Anything you can approach from a systematic perspective. Just as an example, you have to look at the barefoot first. You're looking for, hmm. does this person have an open wound? Does this person have, you know, a hammer toe? Do they have a bunion? You're looking at skin condition. Do they have thermal regulation? Your feet are part of what keeps you comfortable throughout the day. Are they too hot? Are they too cold? All of these things affect you in, to some degree. Now, some people are like, well, who cares if my foot is too hot? Well, if your foot is slipping and sliding and it's warm in a warm, moist environment inside your shoe, have great breeding ground for bacteria, warts, you know, that kind of thing, blisters, right. huge thing. You see MLB players get scratched from a game because of blisters. Really? We want to pay this guy millions of dollars <laughs> to sit on a bench because of a potentially avoidable blister? Sure. You know, so something even as simple as that. Okay. Then you're also looking at, I don't get into really the biomechanics too much. But basically, footwear is designed to protect your foot, obviously, and then support your foot. And then the shape is very important. If you have a long, skinny foot, you need a long, skinny shoe. And it sounds so basic matching. I've taught kindergartners how to do this. But it's really when people go to the store, they kind of develop, or some people, I shouldn't categorize everybody like this, 
they really have an inability to see this shoe will never work for them. I will never be able to wear the kind of cowboy boots I want to. My daughter has a cowboy boot foot. So it's kind of understanding <laughs> what your foot wants to do and what it likes to do and what it's good at and what isn't going to work for your foot. So I kind of start basically assess the foot, measure the foot. And this is something I cannot overemphasize enough. You need three separate measurements for each foot. You need heel to toe. You need heel to longest toe, I should say. Heel to the ball joint of the foot. That's what that little metal thing on the side of the shoe frantic device is for. And then you need width, which is a factor of how long the foot is. Now, there's times to break the rules, but you have to know what the rules are and how to follow them first. And I'll have that discussion with people. And I always mm -hmm. start with socks. We mm -hmm. look at socks because they take up room inside the shoe and they're a fitting tool. Right. You know, if somebody like me who has a wider foot, we're probably going to go with a thinner sock. Somebody like my daughter who's got a real narrow foot, it's real bony. We want some extra cushion and padding underneath her. People are in pain. Can we put a little padding under their foot? Does that make sense for them? Is it a function of their sock more than their shoe? And the shoe is good. sock will make the shoe fit better. If you can kind of get, this is the sock I wear, then you kind of know going into the shoe, this is a standard. And I'm not saying you can never wear different pairs of socks with shoes. Sure. But really understanding, you know, a running sock versus a dress sock, how that is going to impact the fit of your footwear. Just critical, just huge. Then actually getting, once you get the sock, then you put on the shoe and you kind of walk around. I'm basically looking for feedback from people. Okay. Do their shoulders go back? Are they standing up straighter? Do they, number one, if they don't want to take the shoes off, they may not be able to explain. They're like, I, I just don't want to take these off. And I'll just keep watching them walk around. And that's when I, when they start selling the shoe to me, a lot of my job is actually talking people out of things that don't work. Hmm. And they will, they'll kind of, when they come back to things, then I'm like, yep, this, this is what they need. Even if and sometimes it can be, I think it fits and they're like, it just doesn't feel right. And it's kind of my job to help them understand how to listen to their bodies better. Cause sometimes I can say, I think it fits. And they're like, eh. and sometimes like, can you just try it? And they're like, they'll come back and they'll say, you know what? You're right. I did need a wider, longer shorter, whatever the, you know, criteria was. Sure. And I make mistakes. It's all a learning experience. It is amazing all the factors that go into it. And as you said, so many people don't think about it. And that's why you need an individual like you or someone who, again, analyzes this, studies it and understands how the foot works and how, as you've mentioned a few times now, how it does pertain to the rest of our body, really. I wanted to ask you also about in terms of saber feet, what is your strategy or what has been your strategy in terms of getting the word out there, utilization of social media? I know that's been pretty, pretty big for you. Can you just kind of give us a sense of how you go about your business and trying to get yourself out there and get the word out there for Saberfeet? To me, baseball measures everything. So it's funny to me that we know exactly how long and how many ounces a player's bat weighs, but we don't necessarily know what shoe size he wears. You know, if we could get a sense for, look, 13 pitchers were wearing New Balance shoes and all 13 of them needed Tommy John surgery or they all rolled their ankle or whatever inversion sprain, they all had some toe issue. If you can link, sometimes footwear can be traced back to an injury, too small, too wide, too short, mm -hmm. too something or not enough, not long, you know, whatever the case may be. And you really want to isolate the variables. You understand if footwear is not the problem, something else has to be. So once you rule out Footwear was unlikely to be a cause. We want to know. We want to know why are so many pitchers going under the knife? This is a horrible problem. And it's not just pitchers. Matt Weeders, some of the shortstops have undergone Tommy John. 
Baseball is fighting the disabled list. This really unites teams on every level, major league, minor league, little league. And it needs to start fundamentally when kids, their first pair of shoes. Hmm. And if kids are taught, this is how I wear footwear, this is a system, and this is how I shop for it, I think you will see injuries decrease. And there's other factors, nutrition, sleep, overuse, underuse, wrong use, mechanical problems. But footwear playing a part in all of this. And I've seen people, they'll spend top of the line, they'll spend money to get top of the line running shoes, and then they go to work in their regular everyday shoes. And I'm like, you're really defeating the purpose because no matter how much you're running, you're doing a lot more things than your other shoes. Yeah, it's a fair point. And I, again, I think you're right. So many people just take it for granted and don't really pay attention to that aspect of it. When it comes to social media and Twitter, I again, I came across you on Twitter. And I know uh, you have a pretty good following on there. How do you use it to, I guess, spread your knowledge, give people information? Uh, what, what, I guess, what are your kind of your strategies in terms of utilizing social media or, or Twitter specifically, if that's what you focus on? Twitter specifically is what I focus on. I'm just kind of like a fisherman casting bait out there. Where do I get the nipple? If I say something to somebody, somebody tweets a picture and I say, gosh, his shoes look really short and they don't say anything. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to pursue that. But if somebody comes to me and they're like, oh my God, my feet are killing me, you know, or I had this happen to me not long ago, friend of a friend. She's like, her feet are killing her. Here's Jess, talk to her. And I said, you know what? I, I think your shoes are too short and I think you need to start with socks. And she's like, oh, uh, and she actually went out and bought a different, she bought a pair of temporary shoes, which kind of made me laugh. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Okay. Maybe she's not ready to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And then she, she sent me a little message. She's like, Jessica, I, I bought some new socks. And it, what a difference. My toes don't feel like they're so cramped. I'm like, okay, now she's ready. Then a little while later, she went, she's like, I actually went to a running store. The first pair of shoes I got, I didn't like, and I took them back and I went back and I love these I running so much longer pain has really reduced. She's like, I just can't thank you enough. So you sometimes have, you have to be very patient. You just have to kind of keep doing what you're doing. As long as you're doing the right thing, spread it out there, but I don't make it my focus. You know, I'm very concerned in overall health, overall wellness. I'm just myself. If you understand how to relate to a fan base, and I think that's the thing, I'm passionate about baseball. There's really not many people who question that. So the the transfer of passion goes along with the footwear. I'm interested in, I want to keep this sport growing. I want to grow this sport. I want to make this baseball something that no other cleated sport has. I worked with a company that developed a cleat sock. Thorlos is on Twitter. The Thorlos is the sock. I believe Thorlo is the company. And we I just had amazing conversations about how people in baseball, there's a lot of lateral movement, the side to side dive, right. running back to bases, that kind of thing. So you have to think about how a baseball player is using their foot differently than a soccer player, differently than a football player. I had a guy, a brewing, he, it's a brewing company, Twitter, and he's like, he switched his, he wore football spikes for baseball and football because everyone's like, save the money, growing kid, parents don't want to spend it. And I get that. There's financial implications to everything, most things that we do. <laughs> and he's like my speed dramatically increased on the base pass once I got baseball-specific spikes. Hmm. And it's just really little incremental tweaks. Can we shave a tenth of a second off? Can we make this person reduce injury by 10%? If we could reduce injuries by 1%, baseball would be a better sport. If we could make strike zones more consistent, if we could get one less blown save out of a guy, if we can get a pitcher to throw three more strikes, 
you're not looking, the higher up you go, the margin is much, much smaller. And people recognize that. I mean, I talked to a guy from the Tampa Bay Rays for like an hour. I talked to a little league guy for like two minutes. So sometimes just knowing your audience and knowing when you're not reaching somebody, don't mm-hmm. waste your time on that. Go for the people who are interested. I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> just be yourself too. Well, Jessica, some fascinating stuff, especially as it pertains to the athlete side of it. Obviously, uh, I think people can relate to that in, in some capacity. But as you mentioned numerous times, everyday life, people take it for granted as well. So hopefully we can help some people out there who might have been listening. Uh, if anyone is interested in finding out more about you or about Saberfeet, uh, what would you suggest for them to try to reach out? Hit me up. I'm on social media. I'll give you my phone number. I'll give you my email address. I will do I will meet you where you're at. If you are walking to a shoe store and just saying, I am so overwhelmed, I don't know where to start, I'll say, this is where you start. If you're a higher level athlete, I'll ask you a couple questions and we'll kind of go from there. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm out there. If you want me, I'll work with you to whatever extent I can. And I'll pass you, you know, I know tons of people in footwear. You know, a lot of my focus was the O&P market. So most of the time people didn't have a foot to work with. And you really get into some interesting stuff with prosthetics and stuff like that. You know, I feel like we're all in this together. Nobody gets out alive. I'll share what I know. You share what you know. We'll both come out. You know, what you and I know is greater than what we, what we know is greater than what I know and what you know. Tim, I just can't thank you enough. This has just been a blast. I love what you're doing. This has just been fun for me. Share, sharing this. Is, that's what it's all about to me. No, nah, I agree. And that, that is the beauty of these shows is getting that knowledge out there and, uh, you know, Hopefully people learned something they didn't know before, and it sounds like that's what you're about as well. Jessica, thank you very much for joining us once again today. We do appreciate it. No problem, Tim. Thanks again. That will do it for us here on Moving Up the Ladder. If you'd like to learn more about Jessica or Saberfeet, you can head over to Twitter and find Jessica at Jessica Fastball or at Saberfeet. Either way, you'll be able to get some detailed information on what exactly Jessica is seeing and maybe some of the tips that she brought to you today on this show as well. If you do have any feedback about this episode or any of our LJN Radio shows, send us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter, at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.